Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. We're talking this week about assessing and setting goals and recognizing uh, what we need to do to hear from God and to move forward regarding this question of what are we going to do in the upcoming year for advancing the kingdom of God within our culture? How are we going to be culture builders for God? How are we going to be Jesus' ecclesia? Now, this isn't something that we just determine on our own. As I've stated, it is vitally important to understand we need to listen to God. And I'm not asking anybody to do anything that God's not telling you to do. Obey God in this. Now, we looked yesterday at Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, where it says, and all of these things are what Habakkuk did prior to God talking to him about vision. We need to understand that we have to position ourselves for God to talk to us. He says, I will stand my watch. and I'll be faithful over what he's given me. I will set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. In other words, I am looking for more. I'm going to set myself. I'm going to position myself for God to communicate to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. I'm going to assess where I am. Where am I at? Am I where I need to be? <laughs> How will I answer? If God says this, what would I say to that? Um, where, where are we? We need to assess ourselves to that. But then in verse 2, and this is our 2 through 4 is what we're going to focus on today. Then the Lord answered me and said. So when he did this, God answered him. And he said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for, for an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Now, Let's break this down just a little bit as we go through here. Habakkuk has positioned himself to hear from God, and God's given him some instructions. This isn't the, the vision itself, but it's what to do with the vision. It's a, what to do with what God said. He said, write the vision. Make it plain on tablets. There's two purposes for that. Because he says that he may run who reads it. Getting it down to where you, this is what the Lord's telling me to do, where, where you get it to where it's definitive and it's, and it's the least vague possible. Sometimes God does give us a, a broad assignment, and, and that's fine. But get it down to where you understand what that assignment is. And not only that, but notice, he says that he may run who reads it. You see, sometimes when God talks to you, at this point he was talking to Habakkuk, 
But sometimes when God is talking to us, he's telling us to align with someone else's vision. We're the ones that are running when we read it. He wants us to help fulfill this vision. That's what he's telling us. There are those that are to cast the vision. There are those that are to fulfill the vision. And at that point, both groups need to hear from God and both groups need to obey God. It needs to be clear for both groups so that both groups can run when they read it. But you can be on either side of that because too many times people try to, quote, get their own vision. In, in my life, almost everything I've ever done, God had me hook up with somebody else first along some of those lines. And at that point, that's usually the way God works. There are exceptions. I do understand that. But don't be surprised if when you're wanting to know what God wants you to do, I, I can remember when I went... Uh, at that time, I wasn't going full-time in ministry, but I graduated Bible school, and uh, I was planning on doing a number of different things. And every time I prayed uh, about what I was setting in motion, the Lord would say, no. And so finally one day, I, I had just set up some other things and thought, man, this is great. And I actually was mowing a uh, push mower, mowing my parents' yard, and... Uh, I said, uh, I said, Lord, what, what, what about this? I've got this set up and so forth, and I'm praying about it while I'm mowing. And the Lord once again told me, no, don't do that. <laughs> and admittedly, I, I got a little upset at him. I actually told him, I said, you know, here I am. You said go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and I am doing my best to do that, and you keep telling me to stop. You know, I mean, it's all going on on the inside. I'm not talking outside while I'm mowing. But I said, what in the world do you want me to do then? And there was a friend of mine that was starting a church in our hometown, and he said, help Donnie. I didn't want to help Donnie. <laughs> and, you know, because the first time I ever said this, I didn't realize how it sounded, but... Once I said it, I realized how it sounded. Because my, in my mind, I didn't go to school to help nobody. <laughs> I went to school for me. See, my whole thought about ministry and everything was what I was going to do. I wasn't in it to help somebody else. And you see, that's God had to get that out of me. He said, go help Donnie. And actually, I told the Lord, I said, well, fine. I said, I'll go help Donnie. And I said, and if you never say another word to me, I said, I will live and die and be helping Donnie. And I said, and if I stand before you and you say, well, why didn't you do this and why didn't you do that? I, I was young and dumb. I said, if you ask me that, I will tell you it's because you told me to help Donnie and that's all I ever did because you never told me anything else. I said, I was mad. And um, and all the Lord said was fine. He was good with it. Matter of fact, that night I went to a uh, service, and 
as the minister was sitting down, he actually came back to the podium and he said, wait a minute, uh, the person back there in the blue suit, and which it was a situation with a lot of people in blue suits, finally he pinned it down to me. And he said, he said, the Lord told me to tell you that the decision you made today, and I'm thinking, oh, Lord, I missed it, I missed it. God's going to tell me to do something else. I'm so thrilled, I'm so excited. He said, the decision you made today is my will. Well, I went from excitement to anger again. I'm like, I want to help Donnie. Well, and having just graduated from Bible college, everybody's coming up to me, oh, what did you decide to do today? Oh, they're so excited, they're thrilled. And on the inside, I'm steaming. <laughs> oh, my. But thank God, there's, there's more to that story, but I won't get into it right now. But um, I had to learn that it's really just about obeying him. That's really all it comes down to. And he wanted me to help Donnie. And there were a variety of reasons, I believe, for that. But it's not uncommon when God begins to talk to you to tell you to help somebody else. And he goes on, he says, For yet, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. In other words, it'll be right. Though it tarries, wait for it. You see, when God gives you a vision, uh, all of these things, it's going to take time for it to be fulfilled. But if you do what you're supposed to do, at the end, it'll be right. Even though it takes a while, even though it tarries, wait for it. Don't get off track. Stand your watch, as he said in verse 1. Stand your watch. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come to pass. It will not tarry. It will happen. So find out what God wants you to do. And, and at that point, there, there can be a lot of obstacles in the way initially. But though it tarries, continue to stay on track. Verse 4 is very important in this process. He says, Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. Now notice he goes from talking about the vision will surely come to pass to the proud and faith. The just shall live by his faith. Notice here, Behold the proud, his soul. The soul has to do primarily with the mind and emotions. The mind and the emotions. Thoughts. Feelings. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. In the other words, if you would, you know, going back to that word reconciliation, you know, here's God's standard. Here's what would be reconciled. It comes right up to it. Upright. What he's saying is, you know, no division, it's, it's replicating it. They're reconciled. They match. But the proud, his soul's not upright. 
there's a gap between the will of God and the plan of God and what they're thinking. See, my thinking was, I don't want to help Donnie. I was about me. I was about how I was going to look. I was, I was about all those types of things. He said, the proud, his soul's not upright within him. In other words, the element of pride can keep the vision from coming to pass. And one of the big things is, though it tarries, the proud are going to try to make it happen on a certain time frame, their way, their agenda. But as Habakkuk goes on here by the Holy Spirit, the just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by his faith. Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You see, at that point, as you're going after the vision, God has given you what to do, whether it is to take the point on something or it's to you know, help fulfill a, another vision. Whatever that is, the just, he, he's not going to go by his own thinking. He's not going to go by his own feelings. He's not going to function off of his plan and his agenda. The just is going to go by what he heard. What did God give him to do? And his life will be driven by what he heard from God or she heard from God, and they will follow that. The bottom line, those choices come there. We, have, we either go with what we heard or we follow our own plan. Verse 1, Habakkuk said, I'll set myself to see what he will tell me and how I will answer when I'm corrected. God has a plan for you. Ask him what, how he wants you to impact the culture this year. God bless you. Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 3.1.2. Augusta Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augusta Seed online at AugustaSeed.com.